This is your host, Nick Riley, and you're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast. Together, we're going to take a ride inside the world of personal finance. I'm going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. No matter your economic outlook, all of us will have to battle inflation at some point. This episode is meant to arm you with the resources necessary to win this battle. Inflation is often referred to as the stealth tax because it's not an itemized tax that is transparent on your tax returns or financial statements, but instead siphons value from your portfolio. This is done by reducing your overall purchasing power over time. The reality is we all feel inflation differently because we all spend differently. Someone who commutes to work each day, having to fill up the gas tank consistently, uh, will feel the impact much more than the person working from home. People buying a new TV may think that things are getting cheaper, but people who buy iPhones or groceries will oftentimes think otherwise. A homeowner, of course, benefits from inflation more than a tenant does, and the list goes on. As a steward of your own wealth, we must understand how to protect our purchasing power from inflation, currency devaluation, and potential crises. Before I explain how to protect against these events, I think it's important to understand them at a deeper level. I love the quote from economist John Maynard Keynes, where he says, by a continuing process of inflation, governments can confiscate secretly and unobserved, an important part of the wealth of their citizens. While the process impoverishes many, it actually enriches some. And ultimately, I want my listeners to be on the side of the enriched and not the impoverished. So what does this mean? It means that inflation helps those who are owners of appreciating assets and those who are deeply indebted, uh, such as most of the governments today. You see, as inflation goes up, it naturally devalues currency. You know, a dollar to tomorrow will be less than a dollar today. And you might be thinking, what else devalues currency? And you might have guessed it right. Uh, it's obviously printing money. For illustration purposes, as of 2020, the U.S. government is $26.7 trillion in debt. And if the government continues to print money and inflation goes up, that $26.7 trillion worth of debt will be worth far less in future dollars, thus reducing the debt burden that they owe. But that also means that your hard-earned money sitting in a savings account, getting next to nothing in interest, is actually losing money each year. And on a side note, I, I love something I read recently that helped me visualize a trillion dollars because I think it's, it's really hard to imagine. One scenario is a million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. A trillion seconds ago, you might have been sharing a nice mammoth meal with Neanderthals 29,000 BC. That's a lot of years. Another example is that the sum of $10 million is just one inch long. On that scale, the current gross national debt is approximately two marathons, and each marathon is over 26 miles. 
that is a lot of dough. And it sure puts things into perspective. So how do you protect your purchasing power? Well, there's you know five main ways. There's obviously, you know, you could get more granular, but one being owning businesses or shares of public stock, uh, two being real estate, three being real assets, four being treasury inflation protected securities or TIPS, and five, cryptocurrencies. And most listeners will understand the value of owning real estate and shares of an appreciating company. So I'm not going to spend time talking about those. Instead, I'll use this time today to focus on real assets, tips, and cryptocurrencies. So what are real assets? Well, simply put, they are physical as opposed to financial. Other than gold, the most common real assets to invest in include natural resources, art, timber, infrastructure, farmland, wine, collectibles, jewels, and various metals. Yes, technically real estate can be considered a real asset, but I like to think of it as a separate asset class. Real estate, especially in the form of REITs, or which stands for Real Estate Investment Trusts, they tend to be highly correlated to the stock market. So when the stock market goes up, they typically go up along with it. And with real assets, we are mainly looking to gain broader diversification that has the potential to move differently than our stock portfolios. And real assets are often limited in supply or grow on a limited basis. So therefore, they hold their value well, uh, even through periods of currency devaluation or inflation. Next, we have TIPS, which once again stands for Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. And these are a great way to protect your purchasing power and are quite easy to own via ETFs or exchange traded funds that are publicly traded. To use a coin flipping analogy with tips, it's heads you win, tails you also win. I know that doesn't sound right, but hear me out. As inflation rises, the price of tips adjusts to reflect its real value. On the flip side, the principal does not decrease below the original face amount in the case of deflation, assuming you hold through maturity. And that's why they're, they are as close to a no-lose bet as there is in the investment world. However, don't expect to get rich off of these alone. Instead, they are meant to serve a specific purpose in your portfolio and provide further diversification. Oftentimes, you know, simple treasuries will return more than tips, uh, but you know, tips really provide a uh, sense of diversification and broader exposure inside a portfolio and serve a purpose. Lastly, I'd like to touch on cryptocurrencies. So while various altcoins or alternative cryptocurrencies outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum may have a place in your portfolio for diversification and potential of returns and excess of stocks, I believe Bitcoin is the best of these currencies and the safest for the purpose of maintaining purchasing power. Why? Let me explain. Bitcoin has the potential to replace gold as a store of value because of three factors, scarcity, accessibility, and durability. Scarcity, in that there is a limited supply of Bitcoin, 
and that number can't be manipulated. This protects against governments continually printing money and increasing the money supply. Bitcoin is accessible. You can purchase directly through many exchanges, own it outright, and store it in various wallets or with a trusted custodian. You could also argue that it is far easier to store than gold bars and far easier to exchange. The third factor is durability. And durability is a tougher one here because it involves a prediction into the future. Durability is whether an asset will continue to retain or grow demand over time. And I think it's easy to see that Bitcoin will harness more demand in the near term, but that vision may be more fuzzy the further you look into the future, especially with the evolution and speed of technology. That being said, its durability is growing currently, and only time will tell whether that continues in every asset class should be reassessed periodically anyways. The biggest objection I see is that Bitcoin can't be trusted as a store value because it's so volatile. And to that, I say, time cures volatility with any asset class. Now ask yourself if more people and institutions buy into Bitcoin as a store value, then do you believe its value will go up? Now think about this the price of Bitcoin two, five, or even 10 years out from today? If your answer is yes, then you've got enough reason to buy and hold Bitcoin and retain it as a piece, however big or small, in your entire investment portfolio. And don't worry about buying the dip or watching the price fluctuate multiple percentage points on a daily basis. Simply own it for the purpose that it has for diversifying your portfolio with the added benefit of potential great returns. So it should be treated as a separate asset class to stocks, bonds, and the alternatives that I mentioned previously, uh, in addition to real estate as well. And remember, the number one rule to invest in cryptocurrencies is don't invest more than what you are willing to lose. Now, people get in trouble when they invest money they can't afford to lose, and therefore can't weather the inevitable dips in value that come along the way. And that's something that you can say across any asset class uh, and any investment as well. So to wrap things up, it's important to note that all of the investments I mentioned previously are best owned outright. Instead of through exchange traded funds or mutual funds, you know, largely because of the buy and hold efficiency factor. These funds have to accommodate for pools of investors that are depositing or withdrawing money periodically without notice. And, But however, ETFs and mutual funds do provide the easiest way to gain exposure to these asset classes without having to break your personal bank. And not everyone can afford a single Rembrandt painting or buy an entire forest worth of timber. Uh, but ETFs allow you to have the proper percentage of your entire portfolio invested in these asset classes and enable you to rebalance those positions easily over time, adjusting around cyclical events and new economic environments. So by now, you should have a high-level understanding of what you can do to combat inflation. Follow this advice and you'll be able to make the most of inflation and even benefit from it. Of course, if you'd like to better understand how to actually implement this into your own portfolio, 
don't hesitate to reach out to us at One Day Advice. We will be able to consider your personal situation, level of assets, your tolerance for risk, and any upcoming goals and expenses that you have in order to provide you with a tailored recommendation for your own strategic asset allocation. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to leave us a review. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening, and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent fiduciary and fee-only registered investment advisor. Nick serves as a wealth advisor and educator to his clients. All opinions expressed by Nick and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.